and welcome back to another episode of Krista Chan's podcast. In today's episode, I'll be covering an article that reviews the Tattooist of Outsearch novel by Heather Morris and answering some questions that have been assigned to me. So, yeah, this is an interesting way of doing it. I know the task I'd written, but I was like, mm, that'd be interesting to challenge myself on a podcast. So, hope this goes well. Some questions might be a bit combined into one, but... I do intend to give some good detailed answers, so I hope you enjoy. First off, the first question is, how many civilians died in death camps in Europe during World War II? And the answer is a whopping 12 million. That's a lot of people, I mean, they weren't even soldiers or police officers or with the Germans or with any side. They were just, they were just trying to live their lives during a war. I mean, I know I keep saying this a lot in my cold class, we're complaining about a pandemic virus. They were getting sent to death camps and killed by a genocidal maniac. I mean, it's insane. And well, 12 million people, that's a, that's a lot. And like Europe, it's like, geez. And well, Civilian, for those of you who don't know, means someone who's not involved in the armed services, such as military or police, so... Yeah, that's what that means, but like, these people didn't ask for this, they didn't ask, Hey Hitler, can you please kill us all in World War II? They didn't ask for that, no, they just wanted to live their lives, and yet, they were killed, 12 million of them. That's a lot of people, and well, they're innocent in all this. And like, those people had families, like, those 12 million, out of all of them, some of them could have been fathers, mothers, the children, it's like, geez Louise, it's like, that would have been a crazy generation, I mean, the survivors killed, they'd all have, like, they knew family members who had been killed, it's like, it's like, geez, it's like, mate, and like, soldiers would have PTSD too, but imagine the shock of finding out family members who were innocent while you're off fighting the war have been killed too, it's like, Jeez, it's quite shocking times and all. And yeah, well, civilian, as I've said earlier, just means someone who wasn't in the service of police. So the military. thought about this like when I was reading the book in class but like the way the reviewer described it is it's it's a Lale's memoir I mean it doesn't feel that way when you're reading it but like it focuses on Lale a lot we see things through his eyes he's he's viewed as like the leader it's like it's his memoir I mean it's pretty impressive work too and like I said in the last podcast Lale didn't let the tragedy of losing Gita and like all the survivor's guilt or like PTSD he would have had he didn't let it all consume him. He wasn't defined by his tragedy. He didn't go on about his tragedy. It's like, yeah, and I feel like this memoir Heather Morrison wrote was a very good way of describing who Lale was. And I, I feel if Gita were alive, she'd be pretty proud of it. And I feel if Lale was still alive too, he would have, he would have loved it. Cause like people know his story now. We now know what not to do. Like imagine if all of this had happened now, we would have had less deaths, but like, this memoir story, 
She wrote it in a way that's like a memoir, and it's, well, it's a very impressive memoir. The central plot of this story is a love story between two people, Lale and Gita. And, well, it's a little tragic, yes, like, there's a lot of death, and, well, ultimately, Gita died before Lale, which, well, well, that always sucks, doesn't it? Like, when, like, let's say you're married, but then your wife dies before you do, or you don't die together. It's, it's sad, because, like, Lale had to live years with, I don't know how many years it was between their deaths, but, like, Lale still had to spend a good amount of his life after they'd all gone out without Gita, and, well, the Tattoo of Vows, which is the love story, the fuel that, well, it's Lale's and Gita's love story that got them to the point where they are now, which is, well, till death do us apart, now they're back together in, well, heaven or whatever you believe in. It's like, for them, it's nice and, well, I feel it's a very tragic love story, but, well, it's still a love story and it was, that's a very good one. Like, it's not all cliche or, like, over-dramatized, like, Twilight or something like that. It's, it's a love story and, well... It's touching, it doesn't make, they don't do any cliches, it's not cliche because it's real life, and well, I feel like it's a good representation of real love and like real bondage and all that. What could Lale do that made him the ideal job for the tattooist of Auschwitz? Well, he could speak a lot of languages, which is good because well, they weren't just Jews coming from Germany, they were coming from, well, everywhere around Europe, Sweden, Italy, and all that jazz. It's like, he was very good at that. And, well, also, he was able to connect with prisoners a lot, and, well, I feel like he was good, because he also helped the prisoners, so, like, he was higher up, so he was able to help his fellow cellmates, which throughout the story, he does, and, well, if some other guy had gone the job, some, like, ruthless, ruthless man, he would have probably been, like, yeah, I don't, don't care, I'm just gonna tattle numbers on you, I don't, don't care, I'm ruthless, and I'm a macho macho, and all that, but Lale was the best candidate, and like, Papan was pretty good at preparing him for it, like, Papan saved his life, so, I feel like Lale, with the cards he was dealt, he was the best candidate for it, because he did the best job, and though, he got to meet Gita from being the tattooer, and well, he didn't know it was Gita at the time, but he still met her, and well, it's funny, like, with love, if, like, certain cards don't play out, how would have the story played out? I mean, we can't change history, but, like, it's kind of lucky. It was all luck, and, well, he was the best possible candidate for it. Like, he wasn't overly optimistic, or he wasn't over the top about, like, hey, you're doing great, you'll get through this. Like, he didn't... Because, like, feelings don't just come on like that. I mean, they can. But, like, he balanced it. Now, granted, he probably didn't at the time. He still comforted her. Well, 
He holds her arm longer than necessary, which, well, is the first sign, in my opinion, that he may have been attracted to her. I mean, later on we do, but like, that's a sign, but it's like, it's nice though, because like, he could have run in trouble or he could have given suspicions, but he risked that. And he smiles at her, like, in the book it says forces a smile, but he, he still smiles. Just to keep our hopes up, but he doesn't go too over the top or anything, or like, overly nice. He does a balance, which, like, love, love is a tough thing. It's like, love is, you don't always keep feeling in control and not get too out of control, and well, I feel like Lale didn't, I feel like he didn't, I feel like her and him and Gita were meant to be, it's like, it's lovely, and well, I feel it's good, and well, it's like, damn, it's love in strange times, I suppose, love in strange times. is well, it's kind of touching because it's like she clearly subconsciously had an impact on him and well it's sign of love like when someone you like gets to the point like where you when they appear in your dreams like appear in your subconscious fault like main fault it's like it's it's clear they've had an impact on you and it's like i mean it's the same thing with anyone but like people have impact on people like you had to dreams where they just suddenly pop up it's like nightmares it's like he, she had an impact on him, and well, it's a good impact, and I thought it was quite a lovely thought he had, and well, like I said earlier, love in strange times for him, I guess, and, well, I guess Lale fought when he went to a German prison camp. Oh, I'm not gonna find a girlfriend here, slash wife, and then marry. He probably wasn't thinking that, I was thinking, why me, why is all this happening? But yet, it's still pretty impressive. distressing which is well pretty accurate for their situation and elsewhere to like Lale being first to tattoo people of his own religion. Gita almost got killed until the lovely gentleman known as Lale saved her and then top it off Lale was developing feelings which are can already be quite stressful and awkward and well when you're in a death camp where they could kill you for sending love notes it's it's stressful times and well pretty harrowing times so yeah, that's what harrowing means, acutely distressing. Survivor's guilt is basically the concept of feeling guilty for surviving something when others did not, which I feel is particularly accurate for Lale. Because at the beginning of the book, everyone looks up to him as a leader, like when they're on the train on the way to our switch. They all look to him as a leader because like, oh, he dresses smart and like all that, but he was seen as a leader. So like imagine when him and Gita get out, 
like all his fellow cellmates, comrades, and all the camaraderie they had, they didn't make it. It's all, it's all quite sad, really. And like, he probably formed, he did a lot for the camaraderie. Like he snuck them food. He always kept an eye on them. He had a, I particularly liked the bond between him and Papan, and well, he had a pretty good bond with them. And like, he seems like he was a pretty great guy. But imagine being looked up to as a leader. But then having some of your followers just die and like, he probably like had a lot of good bonds with them, but I guess the survivor's guilt comes from the concept of, here you go out, but they didn't, it's, it's quite sad and that, that's what survivor's guilt means. is out of love. Love was the reason. Now, love, I'll admit, it can make you think some crazy things, things you wouldn't typically think, but, like, his love, it wasn't the toxic kind that makes you petty or arrogant or anything like that. It made him think him and Gita were gonna survive, and, well, they did, and, well, they got to live freedom, get married, have kids, and, well, have grandchildren. It's all pretty impressive, and, well... I felt that love got him through it. And also, what were some of the ordeals him and Gita had to survive? Well, for one, Lale had to survive all the grueling work. Gita also had to. They had to survive going through their feelings of not being able to express their love for each other. Lale had to see his fellow people of his culture get murdered. And well, I'm guessing Lale also found out that well, the rest of his family were also killed and gassed and well, Lale had to go through the pain of, well, tattooing his own culture and, like, his own religion with, like, demeaning numbers. They had to go through being demeaned as prisoners. They had to go through a lot. And, like, they were struggling with their love to survive together. And, well, I don't know about you, but that's some pretty inspirational stuff. This is Krista Chan, signing off.